0: Yay! We have some super exciting guests on the podcast today. It is a whole group of incredible women who are striving to succeed in home and business just like you. And a lot of these moms identify as stay-at-home moms with a passion that they decided to turn into either more than just a hobby or an income, and I'm sure that you can relate to that, whether you're working inside the home or outside of the home. And this is full access to one of our group coaching calls, and I'm super excited to share with you some of the wins that they've had and some of the current struggles and questions that they bring forward that we're able to jam on and work through. I'm certain that you've probably had or do have some of these same questions and I know that today you're going to get this full beautiful picture of what it's like to actually work through those problems as if it were you inside of this group call and that is why I decided to put it on the podcast. I know that all of the things that we go through in our own lives are there to help other people. And it's just such a blessing that all of these women have decided to come forward and share their experiences with you and for you to just get a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be a part of our Systemize Your Life Academy community. So what do you say without further ado, why don't we go right on in we all go through girl if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express then it's time to roll up your sleeves dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence Um,
1: So I'm kind of just hanging out in tier two still, and I actually started listening to Profit First because that's one system I don't have. I'm super excited for the workshop on Friday, and then, yeah, that's a system I have to get for my business too, so that's good. Um, Yeah, so I just started that this morning because I'm literally not doing any system with my business and finances. (laughs) I'm just trying not to spend it.
0: (laughs) I wasn't either, and I honestly was like so much like making sure that I didn't waste it, that I refused to spend any money at all. And I refused to pay my family any money at all. And yeah, so- same. I haven't like
1: paid my husband's like, you need to pay yourself. I'm like, I don't have enough money to pay myself. But I'm like, I have no idea. Cause I've never like run my numbers. So
0: you're That's going awesome. to love
1: it. <laughs> good. So, good. so thank you for that recommendation. My question mm-hmm. is, is that With time blocking, I, I'm fine in my work blocks. I'm fine in my blocks when my kids aren't around. I'm always, so I, and tell me if I'm doing this wrong. Like I plan, like during my morning block, when I'm with my kids and I'm homeschooling, I plan what we're going to do during my to-do or cleaning, which is like my midday block. I plan what I'm going to do. And I consistently for like months think I'm going to get more done in those times than I can. So I'm just like, and I know that I do this, but I just, When I'm planning, shove it all in. And yeah, I didn't know if you had any words around how not to do
0: that. Well, I think a lot of that comes down to looking at the month, right? So, what are the, I know we always talk about looking at the week, but what you're doing is you're taking everything from one week and you're putting it, you're putting it in every single week when really you have all these things. Say there's 10 things you're trying to get done in a week you need to take those 10 things and see how do we divide them up over the month? Because right now what's happening is they're not getting done, right? They're consistently not getting done. But if on week two, they got done and week three, they got done and week four, they got done. I know that feels a little nerve wracking because you want to get it all done every single week, but right now they're just not getting done. Does that make sense? And so if we can look at putting those on a rotation and figure out when they need to actually be in there, it will help you to not feel like you have to put it on every single week. And if it's a different thing, right? If it's always something different, then we should probably talk about that. Like, what are you feeling like you need to get done? Well, you could just answer that right now. Is it the same things that are consistent or is it random things like to-dos? It's just like
1: thinking, um, no, it's the same things that are consistent. And it's just thinking that I'm going to get done more than I more than I can. I'm sorry, all of my kids descended okay.
0: upon me. Totally um, I know how to concentrate when children are all around.
1: <laughs> I don't. I'm like, guys, you were all upstairs one minute ago. <laughs>
0: I don't. No, I get that it's distracting, but you know, like there's like this laser, like this tunnel you can like put yourself in and act like they're not there.
2: turn the volume up.
0: <laughs> um So let's look at it, write, write them down. Let's just look at what are the things and see how we can figure out how it's to. Sometimes it's really fun to be like, okay, Tuesdays, I'm doing this Wednesdays. I'm doing this Thursdays. I'm doing this that might breathe some life into you. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Meaning it might reduce some of the overwhelm or anxiety, right? It might reduce some of that stress of feeling like you have to get it all done because you're saying every single day. Yeah. Um, I have
1: it set up. I have it set up like that. And it's just like, I think I'm just trying to put too much in each, in each of those blocks, if that makes sense, but I don't yeah. know. how to. What not...
0: are the things like, what are they that you're not getting done?
1: Okay. Yeah. That's a good, <laughs> I should go back. I mean, cause I can type, I have it on my calendar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. What exactly, what are the ones and why is it not, what am I doing?
0: Yeah. So if you can write this down, I'd love for you to come back into the Facebook group and tell me, cause this will be able to help us come up with what the next version of this looks like. What block are the things not getting done and that you're constantly putting too much in?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is it that's not getting done consistently? Okay. And then I want to know the time frames too. So okay. we need to know how much time are we looking at? Let's just say it's your midday block, right? So tell me about your midday block. How long is it? What are you getting done in it? What are your routine stacks and what, like, say you have five routine stacks in that midday block. Are you putting more things on top of them? Are you trying to put things in between them? Mm -hmm. Like we need to look at what's not working and get a routine that works. And that's what I meant about like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday thing, just like we do with a workflow. Maybe there's a way that your routine stacks needs to, need to be flushed out a little bit more to fit what it is that you're trying to do. It just sounds like we need to relook at it.
1: Yeah, no, that's really helpful. Cause even when you're saying routines, like I have a very clear, like routine when my kids aren't around, but when my kids are around, I just get okay scatterbrained. Like I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but you know, different things are coming up, but I need to a lot for that to happen. Cause I'm here okay. with my three kids.
0: Yeah. So let's just talk about what that looks like because they will thrive so much more. If they understand the flow and the predictability of what those, those routine things are, you seem like you probably do have routines with your kids that you maybe just aren't articulating or can't like visualize right now. And I think if you sit down and look at it, you'll be like, oh, we do these things routinely. So maybe it's more of a communication thing, right? The leader of the ship, how are you steering your kids through those routines throughout the day? there's a lot, lot of different angles that we can look at during that block, but I'm glad that we just kind of figured out that part of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's super helpful. I'll do that homework. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
3: Good. I am currently six months pregnant, so I'm trying to like go through everything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is your first baby, right?
3: It is. Yeah. 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 Good. uh, I've been trying to, I'm going to go from working um, full-time to working part-time. We're going to hire a part-time person. So I'm trying to, you know, put together everything, um, on the work side so that they know, um, what to do, what to expect, how to do their job in case I go into labor early. So, um, so my main question is, are there any tips for setting up, like, infant work blocks. Um, I'm going to try to do baby wise and just have them on a really strict schedule. So yeah. fingers crossed, hopefully it'll work. I know every kid is different and every experience is different and yeah. postpartum anything can happen. Um, and I wasn't sure like if there were any tips on like how flexible I should be with getting childcare that early on, or, you know, if they're just going to be sleeping anyways, how easy it is to fit in. Um, yeah.
0: so that kind of thing obviously a lot of moms will probably chime in here, but I think for me, what I always try and tell people is a good rule of thumb is just expect six weeks of in the weeds is what I like to call it. Like don't have any expectations of yourself for like six weeks. And I think at the six week mark, that's when you start to see like, maybe how you could come out of what I call the newborn cave. You know, it's just, it's a really, it's a, it's a really, um, it's one of my favorite times of being a mom. There's a lot of negative terms associated with it, but I love it dearly. There's that know what that looks like, right? Some moms at two weeks, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm killing it. And for me with my first kiddo, I was not ready until 12 weeks at all, but I was, I was in a really hard spot in the relationship that I was in. So that contributed to that with Bailey, you know, So you're right. Everything will be different. So to answer your question, I would give yourself about six weeks to just be on demand for baby, right. And have things prepared so that you don't have to show up in any capacity, unless it's urgent. Like you could shoot off a text message if you had to, but not feeling like people had to come to you on a daily basis in your work for sure for two weeks. Cause that's like, the intense part. And then those four weeks after that, you'll kind of transition. So get your ducks in a row for that. And then outside of that, yeah, babies do sleep a lot, but they just don't sleep when you want them to sleep. <laughs> that's that's the part, you know? Um, I worked a lot with my babies. I wore my babies a lot. I was able to get a lot of work done that way. Um, and I can't recommend taking care of baby sleeping course more. It's such a game changer, especially if I've already heard you say that you're leaning towards this strict routine and schedule route. The sooner you do it, the better, the, the sooner you give that an, a chance for both of you, the less crying there's going to be if this concept of crying it out. Um, so we gave, we went through that very early on with Bailey, like at two weeks, we took the course and that's how I was able to be able to be a work from home mom and work outside. The mom have a little bit of consistency was because we had some consistency with her sleep. With the first one, I didn't have that. And it is, it is much harder to be a working mom when your kids don't have consistent sleep schedules, but it is possible. Um, so having a sitter come in, we had a nanny with Bailey come in, um, around like the eight week mark and I was at home for some of it, and I would leave for some of it, and I just kind of tapered off and I felt that out how I wanted, and I used them on demand at about the eight week mark. Um, And then, you know, I definitely would say by the eight week mark, you should have some consistency with sleeping if you've gone through a program to understand when their naps will be. So hopefully that answers your question.
3: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking six weeks off from maternity leave. And then there's two weeks that are optional, um, that I could come back at that time, or I could take that as a maternity leave, um, which I'm grateful for since I'm a contractor and just, you know, didn't yeah. necessarily expect that.
0: So. you yeah. know, yeah, That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. Well, if there's anything that you need help with, with setting up your maternity leave, let us know. I'm have all all for that kind of stuff.
3: Thanks. Yeah, I went back through tier one and two and like rewatched a bunch of videos to make sure like had a good refresher. So it's helpful yeah, if there's no time. It's, access.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be. I know. I was just gonna say it's gonna be so fun for you to get to go back through it when you're like in the thick of it with like a four month old and a six month old, you know, and then an eight month old. You're gonna be like, oh, what do I do? How do I? Do? Ellie's like laughing because she totally gets it, you know, with little babies around. It changes very quickly, you know, like every three months. It's like a whole new world with, with babies. It's so wild how quickly they change. So fun. We're excited for you. Hi. (sighs) Um,
2: I'm like over scheduled and I don't see a way out of it. (laughs) Um, Mostly because I still haven't been able to get like my workflow adjusted and figure out the whole, like find my Facebook post and be able to check it to, to actually get like the coaching from Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then two, because my, I use my breaks from my primary job to pick up kids. Yeah. So that's taking up like a good chunk of my time. And then now my oldest went back to soccer. So like all of my kids to try and avoid the, the whole over scheduling thing. I'm like, we can only do one sport max. And that's like, that's it. Um, and my son's had some like mental health issues going on. So he's like super excited to get his, that's like his self-care back.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so, but with my kids being in just one sport, and that's that only two of them are in sports now. Um, Monday through Thursday is just like I'm just gonna say it's a shitstorm. Like <laughs> my my lunches are taken up by like pickups for kids, and then right after work I'm rushing to go pick them up from school and taking them to their sports. And then we don't get home till like six forty-five, seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't miss, like, pulling out the meat to defrost on my, like, last break, um, then we're still eating, like, right on time. But then their bath schedules and all that are, like, right after bed. So it's it's almost like when I miss one thing, it's a domino effect, and there's no coming back from it because there's no breathing room with anything.
0: Yeah. I mean the 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 really forward answer is your family has made these choices to to have all of these things happening And you have to decide, is this what you want it to look like? Because you even said, we've left no breathing room for ourselves. And some families love that. Some families are fine with that and they thrive on that. And there's nothing wrong with it at all. But if you're constantly seeking a different way of doing it, it might be a good idea to sit down and be like, what can we change? I know you have younger kids and older kids, which leaves you kind of in like, two very different seasons simultaneously at all times. You know, you've got to navigate the needs of really little kids with older kids at the same time. Let's address this question. of You want your side hustles to be something more than it is. Like you want to put time and attention into it the way that you want to. So the only thing that you can do is you can sit down with your husband and be like, where can I get more hours for this? Cause they don't have any hours Monday through Friday. And this is, this is what I've done when I've been in the season of my life. It's like, look, This is what I want. This is what I need. How can I be creative to get it? And I, I don't know if you listened to the monthly recap episodes all year last year at the end of the month, in order to get something that you want, you have to give up something you have to. So if there's something that you're really wanting, you've got to figure out what are you going to give up to be able to get it? There's just no way around it. And you can like, Visibly see that in your life right now, that there's just nowhere else to put anything else. So, in order to get something new, you're going to have to give up something. A brainstorm, like be open and be okay with it looking different. I'm not saying this about you because I know you. I'm saying this just in general. I see sometimes people want a certain life but they're living a certain way because they feel like they have to and a lot of times we see it with sports right i want all my kids to be in an activity at all the same time and i'm glad that you said like we have a boundary with only one sport at a time because we just can't get everybody there you know i have even pulled my kids from from activities because the season of life like or maybe it's just for the spring like no one's doing anything because i just can't right now we've done that before um outsourcing is another way to get super creative. Is there any way that anybody can help you with any of your pickups, 2 days a week or every day of the week or just on Wednesdays? What can you do with what you have on your plate right now to adapt it, right? To overcome what you're experiencing right now because without doing that, you will just continue doing what you're doing. So You know, I'm happy to sit and brainstorm different options and ideas with you, but that's really what it's going to come down to is figuring out what do you want to give up to get what you want? The question underneath that is, do you and your husband really know what you want and what you're working towards to be able to even have the conversation about what do we want to give up? Right. And so that's, that's something that being on the same page and talking about that, you know. That can be hard for some marriages. I mean, it's been hard for me and Blaine at times, you know, to sit down and figure out, you know, what is the thing that we really want to do and what are we going to have to get rid of? Because sometimes we don't agree with the what are we going to get rid of? We agree on where we're going, but we don't agree on what we're going to get rid of. Other marriages, it's like we agree on what we could get rid of, but we can't agree on where it is that we want to go, you know? So, that I is think that's I the have. hard
2: part for me because it would have to be like I can't quit my job. <laughs> right. And right. I can I it would be their sports. That's the only like extra thing that we've added. And I I think a part of me feels guilty even considering saying like, no, we can't do the sports anymore. Um because it's one outlet for each kid. Mm-hmm. It's not like They're in all the different overlapping sports and like, um, and it's, and it's just chaotic simply because their age ranges are so far apart from each other that it's just like what you said. I'm in two different seasons all the time Mm -hmm. and
0: most of it falls on me. So there's two things that I'm hearing that I would suggest you look at first and foremost is most of it falls on me. Let's look at that sit down and figure out how can a little bit of most of it falling on me be shifted to not all of it falls on me, not most of it falls on me. And obviously there's nothing wrong with most of it falling on you until it feels like it feels like right now until it feels so heavy that you can't process it the way that you want to process it. Right? So that's first thing. The second thing that I want you to, to remember always, the, the, the people that your children are supposed to become, they will not become that if their mom isn't the full person that she needs to be. So you getting them to sports makes you feel really good because you feel like you've given them the thing that they want, but what they really need is to be able to see a mom that's thriving as they grow. And if you pulling them and rotating their sports, right. One is in a season. And then when that season ends, then another one gets a sport. And then when that season ends, then another one gets a sport so that you have some room to breathe. That is what you want to teach your kids. Now, look, I love sports. And every single time I think about Bailey, not being in a sport or an extracurricular yet, it eats at me just a small bit. So I understand that, but I, I know that if I were to do that to myself, I would not be able to be the mom for her that she needs right now. So sports might not even be the answer, but like you said, there's certain things you just can't take away. Like the job, like you can't get rid of the job, you know? So keep looking at that and explore different ideas. See if there's some kind of compromise so that you could free up a little bit of time so that maybe even two days a week, you have some breathing room in the evenings or 3 days a week you have breathing room is there are there other people that could drop off and pick up from sports anything and then come back and tell us if you find something options
2: yeah i'll have to think about that because i think that that'll just take me some time because i have a problem asking for help unless i'll take all the help if you proactively offer it or if you see me struggling and you're like, "Hey, let me do this," I'm like, "Yes, please do it." But I don't proactively ask for help, so I tend to be de- taken advantage of. My- <laughs> so that's I think that's why everything falls on me. Yeah. Um, because when my hu- my husband was out of work for like a month and a half, and he did all the pickups in that, and that was like the biggest breath of fresh air, and I got so much. To- because I actually had time to breathe and actually take a break yeah. um, but he was like exhausted and he was like I don't understand I'm like yeah and I do that in between working like I'm not just doing the pickups so
0: it's a it's a great conversation for you to have with him because the reality of you continuing to do this if you're already having these conversations It's, it's time to figure out what's to do to make it different and different is different is okay. You know, and it's okay to disappoint your kids sometimes to give them something better and knowing that you're going to be in a better spot, truly believe that that is better for your children. And it's not selfish. Like it's, you have to begin to look at the way that you are right now, even though you're giving them what they want, Right it's not actually what they need. And so it's your job to give them what they need and not necessarily what they want. And just try it, it's not permanent, it's okay. If a kid doesn't go to a sport for three months, you can always put them right back in if it's a terrible idea. Yeah, that's true. I never, I didn't even think about
2: the option to like trade seasons between the kids. Cause that's an option I didn't even, I I don't know why I didn't even think about that, but that's a good uh, trade off. Yeah. they're not at it completely they still get it a little bit you know yeah. um, I think I feel I think I'm just feeling extra guilty now because of the pandemic and that and their sports are their only like social outlet now um I think that has a lot to do with it but
0: I well, think just- I swap them out And just try it, try something and see how it goes. There's blessings and really beautiful silver linings to everything that we think is not gonna be that great. And so something might come through for you with this change that you weren't even expecting and you didn't even know was there. You just have to be willing to, to kind of try it and just talk to your husband about it and be like, hey, this is where I'm at with this. Like, this is hard to the point where it's just, it's not good. And I don't want to get to the place where we're sitting in a really bad place because I was too afraid to have this conversation. And here's the last thing that I'm going to say, and then we'll move on to the next person. I have gotten to the point where I realized that my ability to run my ship in motherhood is actually so much more helpful for other people. And it's not necessarily asking for help. And it's just saying what you need. I need these things in order to do my job well. And that puts you in such an incredible incredible position. So I want you to look at it from a leadership perspective instead of a poor me I need your help perspective. You're actually using your authority of being a mom and being a wife that you've been given and you're supposed to be using. Yeah. you are telling people what you need versus sitting there and saying I'm not good enough because I need help. I can't do all these things because I I'm failing miserably because I can't do them all on my own. Right. You're still the same person, regardless of what things you speak about yourself option A or option B. So try speaking option B to yourself until you believe it. And then one day you'll just not even be that person anymore. Hey, my question
4: comes along the lines with um, what Roseanne was mentioning. I'm, Uh, I'm getting to the point where I'm feeling a little frustrated and I don't want it to be, I don't want to be fully frustrated because (laughs) I feel like I'm not getting my to-dos done each week, even just, uh, anyway, help me God. So I'm trying to figure out where is it that I need to go back to, to straighten up, what I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I know that I almost, I feel like that, like, okay, now I got a hang of a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Now I need to go and reinforce or add more. And I'm just kind of feeling lost in where do I need to go mm-hmm. so that I can straighten up something to help me move to the next step. I don't know if you know okay. what I mean. Well, you
0: have small kiddos. So let's look at what's changed. Cause it was working really well. So what has changed? Are they, on different sleeping schedules has somebody been sick recently has no change shifted what's different anything at all
4: uh the podcast is running full time <laughs>
0: <All> <laughs> That's <right. what's> different. <laughs> okay well there's a there's a really big indicator of why now you're not getting your to-dos done right yeah. you're fully operating a podcast good for you great so now it's time to look at that, where are we at with that? How does that fit in now? Where do I need to move my to-dos? Like you guys, my cleaning, my zone cleaning rotation, it's in a totally different space than it was six months ago. It does not look the same. As soon as I brought Caleb and Tara on my whole life turned upside down. I was like, this is supposed to help me. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, it's so every time you put something new in your life, it's that we have to get rid of something to get something. You just got something. This is what gave way. Okay. So now let's look, how do we weave that back in? Where does it fit? Where does it go? You've been in this improvising phase, right? Where you're like, I'm adding this in and we're just trying to, now it's time to adapt what you had originally been doing into what this new thing is do is going to be with the podcast that you're doing and then you will have adapted and then you're going to be on your new way so that's all it is it's just a quick relook at where do all the things go so you start with what's not working and you said it was your to-dos so go through hi
4: sweetie.
0: this is brand new
4: it's the first time hey baby is that an eyeball first time that she actually like comes up here (laughs) yeah like i missed her nap anyway sorry keep going julie no please sit
0: down Ellie, I want you to go back and look at that and just decide what is it that's not working. You sit down and and tell me what's not working. When did you used to do it? Right? Like, let's go back and look through your time blocks and figure out why, why isn't it fitting anymore? And we'll just find a new place to put it. And if you're like, there's no other place to put it. I can see your face. You're like, yeah, right. I'm trying to find another place. I'm like,
4: I'm like, Oh, well, you know, in my sleeping vlog, <laughs> the one that I need is to keep
0: sane and be a good mom. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, I know, but that's, you know, you want to keep your podcast running. So let's look at what are we, what are we getting? And what are we getting up to get that thing? And we don't want to give up our to-dos, but we might, we might have to outsource some to-dos to other people and give up control of them. We might have to give up having a perfectly clean house all days of the week. We might have to give up a lot of things to be able to get this thing that we want. And there's just such a pressure. There's such a pressure for a stay-at-home mom that decides to make money, that decides to work to stay fully operating as a stay-at-home mom while she's running a business. And it's just these internal thoughts that we have about what we're supposed to do, and so I'm constantly having to go back and look at, okay, it's okay. And I just like I called him, you're coming home from shift, and I literally there's so many dishes, There's so <laughs> dishes, it's so yeah. bad, yeah. And so it's just like at eleven o'clock, I'm done working, we'll do the dishes together. End of story, right? And so you just have to look at that. Let's look at what are look at your time blocks. What's not getting done? Why aren't they getting done? And then where do we need to, how are we going to adapt the thing that's not working so that we can overcome this little thing that's happening? All right. Well, there it is. I hope you had an incredible time hearing in real life what it's like to bounce ideas back and forth between your own questions and my systemized brain that truly, truly does have a burning desire. It's to help every single one of you, whether you are in our free community or if you are a member inside of the Systemize Your Life Academy, which if you're not yet, you can go to chelseajoe.co backslash academy and you can grab a seat inside there today. Group calls happen every single week and they are a part of the lifetime access to the academy that you receive, which you've heard how beneficial that can be for so many different women as they transition through different seasons of their life in home and in business. Um, Regardless of where you're at on that journey right now, we are super excited to get to know you better. If you're not already inside of our Facebook group, please Go over there and join us. Let us know what you do, how many kiddos you have, what your goals are, what your struggles are. We would love to support you. All right, until next time, I definitely look forward to hanging out with you over there and I'll meet you back here for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please, head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me and post it in your stories.